This, this is the OMFL. You can't touch this. And you're in the mix with kind of real name. Here's another OMFL production. and welcome to Press Pass Live, your weekly podcast show for the OMFL. I am your host, Nate, the commissioner and founder of the OMFL and the Grown Folks Online Community, and we appreciate you being with us. And let me quickly bring in my host, the guy that's been stuck with me now for a couple days as we've been doing some Madden 20 streams and just having some fun with it. Mr. Maniac, are you awake this morning? We stayed up super late last night. I'm awake, but I got the Madden 20 hangover right now. So <laughs> yeah, it it um, yeah, I'm getting way too old this morning. We were both commentating on how uh, the big 4-0 will hit us both this year, and um, man, it hurts to even kind of say that. But uh, yeah, I'm way too old to be staying up till 1:30, 2 o'clock in the morning, and then getting back up at eight. I don't mind staying up; I can handle that. It's the getting back up early this morning. And uh, speaking of getting up early, um, we've got a special guest here that I'm super excited about, a guy that you have heard on our shows before, a guy that uh, has been nothing but very kind to us since meeting him in the Madden community. Let's bring in the one and the only Mr. Expert. Mr. Expert, how are you doing this morning, bud? Hey, what's going on, guys? Man, blessed to be here again with the OMFL crew. I always love it when uh, you reach out to me and say, hey, man, I need you on the spot for me. Well, we are always super appreciative that you are able to be here. We uh, are big supporters of the content that you put out, and uh, you're you're a monster out there, man. You're putting out content left and right. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm, ex- I'm I'm excited to kind of hear your thoughts today and kind of hear what you've got going. We've got experts Twitter up there. Make sure whatever you do, stop right now, go on to Twitter and give expert a follow, and we'll we'll let him pitch all of his other things because he is putting out content like a crazy man but let's talk about it man madden 20 is here the beta released on friday afternoon i think some people got to play late thursday night uh into the friday morning i didn't it didn't let me but i did get to play yesterday but you got to go over to ea play and get to meet a whole ton of people you need to go check out his videos on youtube you need to go support them he'll drop some knowledge on you but just tell us about how was the experience at ea play and what was the game like yeah, so, uh, you know, the guys in the dynasty, um, you know, we make it a, a yearly event. We try and get as many of our guys to go as possible. This year we actually had eight eight people from the dynasty. That's super cool. Um, got, got to go to L.A., kind of hang out. You know, it's uh, when, you're in a, when you're in a franchise like we are, um, and y'all know this, you know, you start to build those relationships over the years, uh, and it's, it becomes more than just playing a video game. So, you know, it's always good to see my brother's, when we get to hang out. But, yeah, we got to go to EA Play um, and and really get our first impressions of what Madden 20 is going to be about. Uh, you know, we stood in line a lot less this year than we did last year. Got in, um, you know, got to got to hang with uh, 
mole a little bit um, as he was doing some uh, some promo for Madden 20. And then we actually got on the sticks. The first game I played, I actually got to play um, our head commish, Nasty Noop, who, who owns the Falcons in our team. And uh, the game just looks really, really well. And, and I said the same thing about 19 when I went to EA play. The, the graphics, the way it looks, it looks really well. But the thing I like about Madden 20, the feel of this game is a lot better than 19 was. I feel like it's more fluid. Um, the run game is a lot better. Um, you're not able to stand in the pocket for 10 seconds uh, unrealistically um, in Madden 20. There's going to be a good pass rush. Your, your linebackers are going to play true to form. Um, at least at EA play and in the beta, this is how it's playing. Now, if that's how it ends up being at the end of the cycle for Madden 20, of course, is yet to be seen. But uh, I'm really impressed with the way the game plays right now. At its at its point right now, would love for it to stay this way for the next you know 12 months. You know, I, I wasn't going to go there, but you've mentioned it a couple times. I'm super interested. I made the comment, uh, maybe to you. I, I don't remember who I was talking to, to be totally honest. And the comment was that what what the guys I've never gotten to go to EA play. That's a be a cool thing to do one year. But what the guys play at EA play is usually not what we get in August and what we get in August is usually not what we have in October and what we have in October is usually not what we have in February. Why, why do you think that is? Why is the game tweaked and touched so much to where it is a completely different game by the end of the cycle than it was at the beginning? You know, I, I think, um, you know, we have to look at our community and, and what our community demands from the developers at electronic arts, you know, um, if, if you, if you pay attention to what guys are talking about throughout the cycle, uh, they don't like this, they don't like that. Um, and, and you get people above that development level. And, um, you know, we got to hear a, a previous developer got on a podcast this past, you yeah. know, a couple months ago. And he talked about how handcuffed sometimes developers are for a video game where what they want in the game is not necessarily what the guys that make the final decision want. And so if, if you're worried just about the dollar side of it at EA and those are the guys that are making the decisions, they're the ones that are telling our developers, hey, you got to change this, you got to change that. We got to make this a little bit different, you know. And so I think a lot of that is, is some, some push and some give and take with the developers and the, and the guys above them. Um, and then I, I always think, you know, my biggest problem is when they make a decision to change something, I don't know if they necessarily look at the full scope of things and say, mm. okay, if we fix this, what is it going to ruin on the other side? Yep. And so you, you saw a lot of times in Madden 19 where they did fix some things in Madden 19 that needed to be fixed. But then you had something else break where it was like, you, you know, the most famous thing is the fall forward animation. You know, that was such a big thing where every time you could basically line up and run quarterback sneak all the way up and down the field because you were getting that animation where you were gaining three, four yards off of a tackle. And yep. so, you know, it's just it's just one of those things where I think those guys have a really difficult position once the game comes out is that they want to make the community happy. But I don't know if that's ever possible because there's so many different opinions on what should be in the game and what shouldn't that, you know, you know, you're always going to make somebody upset. You're going to make a group happy. You're going to make another group mad. And so yep. um, I've, I've just always been that, that fan of whatever the game comes out, if it's truly broken, let's fix those little things, but let's not change the game dramatically. 
we, we can do all of that. We can do all of that maybe in the next cycle. We can look at some of the things that we think, okay, we should have we should have maybe added this to the game. Let's add that for the next Madden versus us trying to always go in there and make a perfect game, which is never going to happen. Because I think when they do those things, man, it just it just it feels like you're trying to learn a new Madden eight times every time yeah. a game comes out, and that's really as a franchise guy, that's the most frustrating thing. Yeah, and it, it makes it really tough. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Dynasty has the same thing where you set sliders, the game changes, and then the sliders have to completely change. And now you're just chasing your tail for 12 months, and, and that's not fun. Uh, Maniac, I, I want you to, to go next. Just one last question for me before I let Maniac go would be that what you played at EA Play, and now that you've played the beta, is it the same, or you already have noticed some changes between what you had at EA and what you've played now? Yeah, I, it's it's almost identical to what we played at EA Play. Um, you know, the, of course, you know, none of the ratings are, are where they're going to be when the game drops. And, um, you know, the little bit I got to play at EA Play, five or six games, um, you know, I kind of feel the same thing with the beta. I think it's it's really, really close. And I thought 19 was, was really, really close, too. Um, you know, there were some changes in the beta in 19 that we didn't see at EA Play. But, um, and there was things at EA Play that, you know, we saw when we played that were a bug, like, you know, the tight end wouldn't come off the line of scrimmage or, you know, some of the some of the times the, the corners would be flipped on where they were supposed to be responsible. Mm. And so there were there were some things. And when we talked to some of the developers and the guys um, at EA Play, they said, yeah, we know about that one. We couldn't get it fixed before we got here to EA Play, but it's in it's in the works to get fixed, you know, before, you know, the game comes out. Then they may have got that fixed before they got the beta out to us. But uh, it's really, really close to what we saw at EA Play. Nice. Yeah, um, I kind of had a couple questions for you, expert, and thanks for uh, taking time to be out here on the OMFL uh, Press Pass Live with us. Um, what kind of stuck out to you the most about uh, Madden 20 when you first laid your hands on it? The, the most important thing that I saw was, and I'll say there's, there's probably two. First, the animation of getting to the line of scrimmage is gone. And when they first brought that out and said, we're getting rid of it, there's just going to be a time lapse where you're getting to the line where we're just going to take seconds off of the play clock to simulate that time of from the huddle to the line of scrimmage. I, I was I was leery of that just for the fact of how is that going to affect me making adjustments at the yeah. line, the de defense making adjustments. But it's after you play the game for an hour, you don't even recognize that anymore. Yep. You, you're you're so focused on, on what you're trying to do <laughs> that you don't even realize you're not getting out of a huddle and running to the line of scrimmage. And that's that was just a wasted animation that Madden had to have in it. And then I really do love the no huddle where if you run no huddle, it's taking time off of the clock. And so oh, yeah. I've, I've seen some guys on Twitter that have voiced concerns about that, but it, it's realistic football it takes yep. guys time to get back to the line of scrimmage there's time coming off of that clock so i really like that but probably the most important thing is is i'm very pleased with how linebackers are playing football now oh. um, one of the most frustrating things to me is and listen your boy expert does it all the time i will stand at the line of scrimmage and jump <laughs> i will jump 40 feet in the air and yank <laughs> that ball out of the air in a heartbeat so it, i love that you I, at least admit it and own it yeah, right. I, don't want, I don't want people to think like experts not trying to do that thing. I'm trying to take every user lurk I can get on Madden 19 because uh, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl with my Jacksonville Jaguars in the dynasty. 
So I will, I will yank a ball out of the air at the line of scrimmage <laughs> in a heartbeat. But I don't, I have not seen that in Madden 20. Now I have tried it, um, and I've seen the ball go over a linebacker's head several times. I've done it to other guys playing online, um, and so I really like that linebackers are truly playing to their form um, and having to play off of their ratings. And and we had this discussion. Um, with some of the guys in the dynasty that we really feel pl- after playing the game for a little bit that maybe ratings are going to matter more in Madden 20 than we've ever seen before. And if that's yeah. the case, you're going to make a lot of people in franchise very, very happy. Absolutely, absolutely. That kind of brings me to my, my next question with, uh, you know, we've, we've been playing the beta and stuff and, and we've kind of had our, our discussions about X Factor and stuff, but you know, how much impact will X Factor make on the game this year? Are you excited about it? Are you worried about it? What's your thoughts? I, I love it. If you have if you have a guy on your roster, and as a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm, I'll use Demarcus Lawrence as, as an example. If Demarcus Lawrence gets two or three sacks in a series, he's amped up. He is coming off of that ball faster and stronger than he did the previous play because he's trying to go get him another one. It's just like Drew Brees. If Drew Brees goes out here and he completes five, six passes, he hits Michael Thomas, he hits Kamara out the backfield, and he starts to get in a rhythm, he's going to do some things, and he's going to feel more confident in his in his arm as he runs his team down the field. Now, can the X Factor and Superstar ability become overpowered at some point? Sure. I, I think, you know, they're going to have to watch it. It's not going to be one of those things where I think, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes gets – you know, activates his superstar ability, and all of a sudden he can't throw an incomplete pass. He can't get tackled. Those things, I mean, it becomes one of those things where it's, you know, it's truly overpowered where it feels right. like it takes over the game. Then I'll start to have a problem with it. But I've played, I've played the game quite a bit, and I just don't see that. And you can, you can deactivate those things. So if, if, you know, Drew Brees gets hot and he completes five passes in a row over five yards in the air and he gets hot, if you get a sack on him, that goes away. He has to start over. Or, you know, if a, you know, Kamara drops a ball, his his starts over. If if you get a touchdown, then the defensive end can no longer get that instant pressure on you. Right. So I, there, there's always ways to combat it, and I, I think that's the thing. You know, it's just weird the community that we're in, guys. And you know this, <laughs> you know, y'all are a part of this. We, we, we ask so much for EA to add new stuff and fix this and do this. And then when they add stuff and fix this yeah. and do that, all of a sudden, those same people that were asking for it are now like, why are you doing this to our game? And right. so I just, I just think, you know, and I, I tweeted that this morning, like, you know, I really think if EA could figure a way to have money shoot out of your Xbox or your PlayStation, there would still be guys <laughs> – that would get on Twitter and complain that these guys have no clue what they're doing building the, the video. The bills game. are wrinkled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, now, now it's gotta, too much money. Now where I'm going to put it. it. Now I got to pay taxes on this stuff, <laughs> y'all. Spitting out of my Xbox. So, and, and look, I, I have never been one of those that have said EA is perfect. And you know, um, you know, I had a great chance last year at EA Play to talk to Clint, and Clint said the same thing. Look, we're not perfect, and we know we're not perfect, and and we. We know we're never going to be perfect, and that's impossible. But we just want to put a game out that people love to play, that they enjoy to do, and, and, and that's really what they want. So, you know, and, and so I hope people can really get their arms around this game and love it. Um, but, of course, you know, I understand that there's always going to be people that, that are going to look at EA, and no matter what they do, 
It's oh, never yeah. going to be enough. It's ne- never going to be happy. Um, and I'm just one of those people that I love playing their video game because you know, I got 31 brothers that we play a dynasty league 365 days. And so, I mean, we have a blast doing it. Now we gripe and complain about the game and I'll throw a fit when I throw four interceptions because three of them aren't my fault. But, you know, that's just part of Madden. And so, you know, but I'm really loving 20 guys and I, I certainly hope EA keeps it the way it is right now. I got one more for you before we, we let you get out of here because we're way over our, our 10 minutes as I, I said that we would be. Um, I, could, one, I could literally get on this podcast and talk with y'all all day. You know I, well, the, you know the I, one thing I've learned, you, you never give a, a preacher a microphone and ask him if he's got something to say because he's always Put got something to say. Um, uh, low, what is your favorite low-key addition feature that isn't being talked about? Okay, I really, I really am enjoying the wide receiver DB interaction at the line of scrimmage. Amen, preaches. So, you know, last year, um, you know, press was broken. I mean, it, I wouldn't even say it was broken. Press just didn't exist in Madden 19. Um, and so, you know, the interaction that you have with the DB and a wide receiver, especially if you have a great wide receiver or a great defensive back. And so, you know, there's no I don't think there's going to be any more and if the that's that's if the game plays the way it plays right now you're not going to get a 65 overall third cornerback on your roster is not going to guard Julio Jones 25 out of 27 times it's just not going to happen it it wouldn't happen in real life Julio Jones is going to eliminate that guy from the from the game and so you're starting to see some more interaction and we see it on the offense and defensive line as well. You know, you, you have a great pass rusher. If you don't double-team Aaron Donald, you're going to have your quarterback laying on his back all game long. And so some of those interactions that I'm seeing that aren't being talked about because they're not flashy, no one's talking about what happens before the ball's in the air or after a, a person catches it, is, is so crucial to me as a franchise guy because that means – that now when I go to look at free agency or I go to the draft, I got to draft guys that I feel are going to help my team versus I'm just going to take the fastest guy that's mm-hmm. out there or I'm just going to take, you know, the tallest wide receiver. And so a lot of these things, the little changes that they're making is, is what's so, so impressive to me. All right, man. Thank you so much for spending some time. But let's uh, tell people where to go. Tell them a little bit about the Dynasty. Tell them about your website. Where can people go fi- follow you? Where can they find your content? Go ahead and pitch yourself for us. Yeah, so um, the Dynasty is uh, we just celebrated our fifth year. Now, nowhere near OMFL. Um, I think y'all have been around for 133 years now. At 32. Um, and, it's just 32. Uh, Okay, I knew I was I was close. Um, but, yeah, five-year anniversary for the Dynasty. Um, you can check us out at uh, on YouTube, DML Network. Um, that's where all my shows are at. Experts Corner is on there. The bye week. Uh, we'll have a live draft here real soon for Madden 20. Uh, but that's DML Network on YouTube. You can see me on Twitter at DML Experts Corner. Um, and I'm also now on Facebook as a Facebook streamer. Um, and it's real simple. Just go to Facebook and type in Experts Corner. And you can catch me there um, catching L's all day long on Madden 19. And I'll be on there on Madden 20 as well. Uh, but, yeah, that's where you can catch me anywhere. Anytime you hit me on Twitter, I'm always available. Uh, and I usually respond real quick when, when someone hits me up. So uh, all my links are there on my Twitter page. But, uh, man, appreciate y'all sending an invite. You know I love doing stuff with y'all. 
Yep, we do. Uh, and if you're ever looking for another place to come and, and play some Madden, you know you always have a home here. I'll say uh, one of my like personal, like real-life human uh, agitators, I guess is a word you could say, is uh, people who uh, just think that they're way too famous and way too important to uh, answer tweet DMs or to answer text messages, and you got to jump through hoops to be able to send them a message. Expert is not that way. Expert will answer your stuff. Uh, he will get back to you, and, and we I super appreciate just who you are as a person and uh, who you represent in the community, and uh, you're right, like our community can be it can be toxic, and uh, but yeah. I also think that there are some really amazing people out there, and um, I just personally choose to try to not light pitchforks and and, uh, <laughs> and go burn people's houses down, and instead let's highlight the really good people, and you're Absolutely. one of the really good people out there, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking some time on a Saturday morning to come hang out with Maniac and I, and uh, hope you have a blessed week, and we'll get you to come back once this game comes out to release. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a wonderful day, and God bless. Now you have it, Mr. Expert of the Dynasty. Go check him out. we got all his websites up right here. So Expert's Corner right here on Twitter. Go give him a follow, man. And then his Facebook page is Expert's Corner. This dude is a monster. He is freaking constantly streaming. Uh, I I am super jealous. I don't say that in a mean way at all. <laughs> like, I, I wish I could do that. And then the Dynasty... Um, is on the dml network on youtube so go give them a follow tons of really great content top-notch graphics um they do it right man and uh, i gotta tip my cap to them um guys like this make me want to pick up our game and i do i I try really really hard for graphics and for everything else that we kind of put together here um and i know maniac you you helped me out a ton so uh i appreciate him making some time for us and, and coming to hang out with us but Let's get and talk some. Uh, let's talk some Madden uh, 19 and some OMFL. It's been a crazy couple of weeks here, and uh, it's you know it's it's that weird time of of the season where um, tensions are riding high to say the least. Uh, some people have <laughs> definitely figured this game out, and they figured out you know how. What works and what doesn't. Let's just call a spade a spade. And uh, you're seeing a lot of what works, and you don't really see anything that doesn't. Um, I I can tell you, you can see my game right here against the Falcons. Uh, Man, I've had that feeling many, many, many times where, like, I wasn't five minutes deep into this game, and I was frustrated enough to quit uh, and break the golden rule of never quitting a game. Uh, And I told him, I will never play you again. Uh, I just, I was like, I will just, I just won't. I just refuse to play him in Madden 19 ever again. Um, it's been rough, but we still got a season to play, and we still got to get through this. And um, outside of Massimo, who, you know, there are good. We talked about this, right? There are good ways to start a day, and then there are not so good ways to start a day. And a not not so good way to start a day is getting ticked off by a guy that you like i actually like massimo i have no issues with massimo um he's been super great this entire madden uh four maddens ago not so much right but the last couple of maddens he's been engaged uh look massimo's got a young child he's a police officer i super freaking respect his job and um that he's serving people and, and he's keeping us safe but uh 
man, he pissed me off this morning. And uh, <laughs> I call it lack pissed, of sleep. in the Cheerios. <laughs> call it lack of sleep. Call it whatever you want to call it. But uh, to see somebody make the comment that he hopes we don't dumb down the sliders to make it an even playing field kind of pissed me off because I'm like, I put in, you and I alone put in 20, 30 hours of test time together and not counting what we did separately i mean i've got to be over 50 or 60 hours of testing um the entire madden like i'm not talking about in august and september freaking this was happening in december january february um and it wasn't to even the playing field it just was to make it realistic and there's a hair triggery there and it just was what it was but I want to breathe. I want to do my woosahs, find some yoga, <laughs> center myself in prayer, and we're going to talk about some Madden 19 here, and then we're going to get to some Madden 20. But um, let's talk about weeks 6, 7, and 8. We're in week 9, uh, which looks like it's actually r- wrapped up. Uh, so here's what we'll do. We'll go 7, 8, or 9 because week 9 is wrapped up. I guess we just need to advance this thing. Um, so if any commissioners are on and you're watching, feel free to go ahead and force him a win for the Cowboys there and, and uh, get us into week 10 so we can get this puppy wrapped up. We're, we're trucking along quickly. I mean, it seems like every 48 hours, guys are engaged, and, and that's one thing I am super proud of. We're not getting a ton of content right now, but guys are super engaged. And, you know, here in the next probably 10 days, Mr. Maniac, you and I are going to have to start thinking about coach you know top 20 coaches we're gonna have to start Mm -hmm. thinking about hall of fame we're gonna have to start thinking about all the end of the season stuff um it's gonna be a lot of work to do before madden 20 drops but give me your favorite game from week seven week eight or week nine well i'm i'm gonna go with uh probably uh the game that we called uh our commentary game that we called Mm -hmm. the redskins and eagles that was really a uh, really a good game to watch. It was really good FBR. And then not only that, we had an Eagles team that came in that was, um, you know, not really uh, all that great in the, you know, in the stats and the record and everything. Facing a, a Washington Redskins team that was just, on paper, a lot more dominant on offense uh, compared to the Eagles. But we came into this game, we saw the Eagles really come out and, and do a great job on defense, held the Redskins to, to basically only uh, 10 points, I believe, on on offense. Uh, and then you had uh, the, the Eagles actually did show some things on offense for themselves. Uh, we had uh, Sinstrom, he was eight of 18, 91 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. He had a pretty rough day. Uh, Jacobs, the the new running back there, the rookie running back, fourteen of forty seven wasn't great, but he did you know kind of consistently stay with the run. He, and and I think that helped him a lot, really in the first part of the game. Uh, and then Henderson had a four receptions for fifty eight yards and a touchdown. I know there's not a lot of sexy uh, stats here and stuff, but the game that we watched, we saw the Eagles really harass Luck all game. Luck only was for seven for 17 for 81 yards and one interception. Uh, I mean that that is you know unbelievable numbers uh, from Luck and and just shows you how much this defense really kind of swarmed uh, to the ball. Uh, he had one interception. I believe he also had a fumble. Uh, and then and for the most part, uh, uh, the big bruiser Ledbetter, uh, 
Uh, he was uh, kept in check, 16 rushes for 67 yards and one touchdown. Uh, and then his top, his top receiver only had two receptions for 28 yards. So uh, the key thing to so this game was the turnovers. And, and, and uh, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles threw those three interceptions, and two of those were taken back for touchdowns. If not for that, we're looking at possibly a totally different game here and possibly the Eagles setting with three wins instead of that, uh, that fifth loss going into the the second half of the season. Yeah, this was a ton of fun. Tech Demons showed up this game, too. We we actually uh, commentated an entire pregame show and entire first quarter before we realized that YouTube had changed <laughs> my uh, stream codes. And though it said we were streaming, we actually were not streaming. Um, but this was a fun game to watch. And this is a game where um, Stats don't tell the story, and they definitely didn't yeah, tell absolutely. the story because the Eagles dominated this entire game. He made three really bad passes. Uh, you take away those three really terrible des- decisions, or even you take away the two that went like automatically back for pick sixes, the just like terrible breaks. Um, he wins this game. I mean, he dominated oh, yeah. from start to finish. That defense was flying around. Uh, I know Ledbetter had a good day, and he's a good running back, but that came really late in that game. Um, the Eagles' defense was tired. He completely shut down Luck um, and really played well on offense. I know the stats are not sexy, but he played much better than his stats showed and uh, simply just struggled with making some really bad passes at uh, a really, really bad time. And if he is able to figure out how to avoid that um, – I think you have a much, much better game. Uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos and Dolphins from week number nine. Uh, this ended up being a 30-27 to 27 victory for the Miami Dolphins. Um, a little bit of abuse for one play. There was definitely one play that got abused for the Denver Broncos. But overall, this was a nice, close game between the Broncos, who've turned things around this season. Um, I wish he would turn his FPR around, but he definitely turned his record around uh, playing against a very consistent Kevin and his Dolphins. Now, Kevin's got the Madden code thanks to you, and uh, Kevin and I got to play yesterday, and I just want to throw it out there that, Kevin, you were completely dominated by my New Orleans Saints, and uh, Kevin was, man, throwing out the excuses before we even played. Oh, I've got no 90 (laughs) overall players. I've got no X factors. Uh, But this game... He has very, very good team. Niklos, uh, not a sexy game. Nine for 14 for 175, a touchdown with an interception. But Anderson, a very good game. 22 re- uh, carries, I'm sorry, for 89 yards. No touchdown, so a little bit of a defensive battle. Um, as you can see, both defenses got some interceptions. Murray played great. 18 for 32, 372, a touchdown, but the two big interceptions. Not much of a running game there for the Denver Broncos. 13 carries from Mr. Bow for only 28 yards. He did have two touchdowns, but those are just short little punch-ins. Sutton, nine receptions for 152. Horton, five receptions for 143. Um, you don't really see any of that for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, Parker had four yeah. for 81, which isn't too, too bad. But it was Kenny Stills with the long touchdown of 29 yards that ended up helping him. It was really the defenses that shine here. Hamilton had four tackles, two of them sacks. 
Um, Howard had an interception. McCain throws in another interception. Whereas on the other side of the ball, it was really Birch was the player for him. One sack, six tackles, and one interception. Uh, Coney threw in a forced fumble, but a nice tight back and forth uh, defensive game that set up some offensive plays. Um, and the Miami Dolphins come out on top. That's a big win for him against a very good Denver Broncos team that has shown us all something this season and you know played much better than what we've uh, seen him play in the past. Right. All right, it's going to bring us to some buy or sell. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with the NFC. Well, just because we always start with the AFC. We're going to start with the NFC, though, this time. And we're just going to talk about the buying or selling of teams that are hovering right around potential of making some plays. We're going to buy or sell. Do they make the playoffs? So that means if you're winning your division, if you're leading your division, we're not going to talk about your team. And if you're in last place of your division, unless all those last placers are tied, we're not going to talk about (laughs) yours either. So let's start with the NFC East. Are you going to buy or sell the Giants making the playoffs? Uh at, at this point, I'm I'm selling because you know he's had some injuries. Um, he's he's also fixing to, to get a sim loss there, so that's going to put him. Uh, uh, well, with the tie, he's still he's still going to be in second place. But uh, I just think that uh, Barkley is not having the type of year that he had last season, um, and you know he, he's struggling to lose his quarterback. I'm not sure if he's out for the whole season now or if he's out for an uh, extended amount of time, but I know he's out. And so that's really hurt his passing game, as you can see in some of his stats in the last couple of games. And uh, I'm, I'm going to sell uh, the Giants and Pepper. Uh, I think uh, I had to give him props. He's he's really battled back and and and, and played a lot better. He's all, he's also not been his own worst enemy as of late. Uh, but I just think that uh, with those types of uh, things that he's got going on, plus Barkley not not playing as he had had last season. I just think it's going to be an uphill battle for him, so I'm going to sell the Giants. Dallas Cowboys, are you buying and selling the Dallas Cowboys at four and four? Uh, right now, uh, if I'm buying them to go to the playoffs, uh, we're still going to stick. We're we're going to step those back on, on Lelway, but for them to finish at least second, <laughs> <laughs> second in the division, yeah, we're we're going to buy them because. Uh, uh, he's got, uh, you know, the offensive uh, firepower, and that, that defense is stacked. I, don't, I really don't know, uh, you know, why he's kind of struggled a little bit. I think uh, a lot of it he hasn't been around. Uh, he's had a lot of stuff going on in personal life and stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm going to buy him to make a, a second uh, half of the season run here. Uh, it just depends on all these other records uh, and and some of these other divisions and that if he makes the playoffs, but I'm going to go ahead and buy him. Yeah, I should have gave my thoughts on the Giants first. I'm going to sell them. I mean, I'm going to buy them, but I'm reluctantly buying them just because it's a little part of last man standing. He has 4-2-1. What worries me is the 23 points for his offense, but 26 points for his defense, and he's 1-1-1 in the division. Um, so that worries me a little bit. I'm actually going to sell the Cowboys at 4-4. Four and four. He's completely disengaged this last season. He has tons of 
opinions on what we should be doing in Madden 20, but he doesn't seem to have any opinions about playing his games in Madden 19. So he's at 4-4. Four and four. He's scoring 18 points and giving up 21 points. I think there's a, a little too big of a hole there. And I will say um, it is trending up because he did get a CPU win this week against the Giants. Um, Giants and uh, struggled against his uh, Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's move over to the NFC North. We're just going to hop on over to see our North buddies. And guess what? We're not buying and selling any of them fools. You want to know why? Because <laughs> they're two and six. Can somebody win a game in this division? Here's what I'm going to buy or sell. Are you buying or selling the fact that the winner out of this division may be a 500 or sub 500 team? I'm, I'm buying the fact that it's going to be a 500 team because it's this division this this whole uh cycle of madden uh has not had a a, i say say that except for like one season i think the winner had 10 wins and i believe that was the bears the the year that uh, smash had won it and uh uh, after that it's been eight and eight i think there was even a seven seven and nine uh a winner that came out of this uh, one season, I believe that was uh, one of the seasons double on one, and and I'm definitely buying if whoever wins this division is going to be out in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I would scream this if I knew my wife wouldn't wake up and hit me with a pot, but I am buy, <laughs> buy, buy, buy that statement. There's no way somebody out of the NFC North comes above 500. Um, it's the most head scratching division ever. Uh, Double No, who has been on the Madden 20 beta stream with us a ton, um, he's given up for Madden 19. He's over it, and uh, he's moved on in his brain. And so he's given up. uh, You know, I've been looking for the Packers' offense for about seven seasons now, and uh, his defense now has decided to go ahead and leave the country as well. And so um, (laughs) if we can get uh, Priest's photo on a milk carton and start getting that out there, I, I would like to know that he is safe and sound and, and not being harmed in any way. And then the Minnesota Vikings, um, Tim, I know, like a lot of us, right, has some life things that have kept him from being unfocused. But, man, uh, he's doing the game of the week, and so I don't want to take too many shots over at Tim because I want to see that game of the week. And so Smash, our buddy, who is actually on the stream right now, uh, congratulations. You are the winner of the NFC North Um I, don't think that you'll be able to get much for a trade-in, though, um, and you're going to have to pay the taxes on it. But either way, you, you've been handed the NFC North once again. Let's move over to the NFC West. You got the Seahawks winning that division at 8. No, good luck beating that dude. But are you buying oh, yeah. or selling the Cardinals at 6-2? and two? I'm buying those Cardinals. So they, they had a big win against the Falcons uh, the previous, uh, I think it was week 8. And uh, that was a big game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm buying the Cardinals to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, as a wildcard team, they're going to probably be the the number five seed. Uh, I don't see them catching the Seahawks. I don't see anybody catching the Seahawks unless it's a it's another dirty bird. Uh, but uh, the uh, the Cardinals have actually you know done a really good job and the thing that sticks out right here is points allowed only 13 points allowed that's that is uh, that that is a defense that's going to shut down a lot of people and 
you know, I haven't looked over his roster. I don't know who, who he picked up in free agency, but uh, this this defense is a totally uh, different beast than what it was last season. And, you know, it was pretty good last season, but, I mean, these are phenomenal numbers, and he's putting up 26 points a game. So anytime you're doubling what what you're giving up, you're going to win a lot of games. And, and that's what that's what we got here. He's 6-2. and two. Uh, Look for him to probably finish uh, – the season with only about four losses uh, uh, going into the the playoffs and look for him to be the fifth seed out of the NFC. Bye, bye, bye the Cardinals. Six and two, you're absolutely right. 26 points, 13 against. This guy is dominating on every side of the ball. The problem is, is he's in a division with another... I'm kind of tired of saying this, and I love this guy. <laughs> he's my buddy. But you... F- you are nice people in this league who helped the Seahawks once again build a super team, even after I created rules specifically to keep him from creating another super team. You all still did it. You are all to blame. You all should feel really crappy about yourselves. Uh, but the Seattle Seahawks are dominating once again. The Cardinals are great, man. They dominated the Falcons' uh, last advance, not this past one, but the one before. Um, and Mo is really showing us something. And, look, if he can get over this hump that's called the Seattle Seahawks, uh, he may win a, another bowl game here. But he's got a pretty large uh, road ahead of him to navigate and figure out. Let's move over to the NFC South, the last one, before we go to the AFC um, are you buying or selling my New Orleans Saints at five and three to make the playoffs? I'm buying the Saints uh, as long as you don't have to play the Falcons. That's the, that that is the the only stipulation with the Saints. The Saints, uh, uh, the only the only thing it does concern the the points allowed. Uh, that's probably the highest I've seen you allow points uh, this this Madden cycle. Uh, your defense is usually pretty stout. Uh, and and that you know I, I don't know if it's player personnel uh, what, what the deal is with that but uh, you have still put up a, a good amount of points you're actually you know you're third in in that division right now but uh, 21 points is nothing nothing to sneeze at there and and it's just I think your defense right there is the only thing that's been kind of a, a head scratcher but uh, and what's been you know looking at at the kind of the, the layout of the NFC right now and stuff. I really do think you have a chance to snag that last uh, playoff spot. So I'm going to go ahead and buy the Saints to finish second uh, in the NFC South and sneak into the playoffs. Well, I can't buy the Giants and buy the Saints, so I'm going to have to sell my Saints. And and you're right. Uh, my defense has been very subpar. Um, I just kind of find myself in no man's land. Uh, I can't seem you know, the Falcons definitely didn't help that average of 21 points this past week as he completely dominated me from start to finish. Uh, it was not even a game after the kickoff, and, um, man, it just left me super frustrated, and I've been super frustrated a lot this season. Just uh, I built a 3-4. I, I drafted for a 3-4. I really put in the work, the effort to build my defensive line and my linebackers for a 3-4. Uh, did all the moves that you would see in a classic 3-4, and it just was getting gashed in the first four or five games of the season in running. And so my 3-4 had to go back to a 4-3, which I'm not 100% built for. Um, even though I, I do try to build for a multiple defense, I, I've had to move to a 4-3 to stop the run. And I can't figure this game out anymore. 
Um, and I know I feel like a jerk saying that because I have made the playoffs <laughs> every season where the, you know, the people like the Rams and the Falcons, like those guys have been struggling to make the playoffs. So um, there's a little bit of a caveat there. But there is a difference between making the playoffs every year and actually pushing for a championship. And I'm not in that upper echelon, and I can't figure out what it's going to take to get there. Uh, which is kind of frustrating. So I'm going to sell my Saints, and it's going to be because of that defense um, and the lack of the running game. Kamara has not had a great season. Um, the offensive line, which should be dominant, like completely dominant, uh, is not as dominant as I had hoped. Um, and it's a little bit of a, a head-scratcher. Let's move over to the AFC. We're going to buy and sell some friends over the AFC. We're going to do the same thing, east, north, west, south. So let's start with the east. you got the Patriots leading that division at 6-2, and two, but two teams fairly close. Are you buying or selling the Dolphins at 5-3? and three? I'm, I'm going to buy the Dolphins. Uh, Kev, you know, he's he's had a really great men's cycle so far, and I think he's only missed the playoffs possibly one or maybe two seasons. Uh, and it's but it's been a few. He's he's had more uh, playoff appearances this this man than he than he not had that he has not been in. Uh, so I'm buying the Dolphins. The Dolphins have really uh, the biggest uh, improvement with his team. I think this year has been his running game, and and also I think last year he started kind of getting into that that rushing mode, kind of finding his niche with the with the running game, and he's kind of seemed to uh, prolong that into this season. So. I'm definitely buying the Dolphins, Kev, to make the playoffs. Uh, but I will admit that the, the AFC top to bottom, uh, I think, is is a lot stronger than the NFC. Uh, you see a lot more teams with uh, with a better record. So this is kind of a – there's going to be a, probably a, a lot of teams vying for that uh, those last two wildcard spots. But I think Kev's going to sneak out one. Yeah, this one's tough for me because uh, my heart says go Kev. My head says, man, there's a lot of teams in the running for this position. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and buy the Kevin, and here's why. 27 points for only 20 against. I don't like that he's 1-2 and two at home, though. You have to win those home games. If he wins those home games, he's sitting at 7-1 and one right now in a completely different situation. I do love that he's 4-1 and one on the road and 3-0 and oh in the division. And for those reasons, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to buy Kev. Are you buying or selling the Jets at 4-4? Four and four? I really love uh, Clyde, Jason. I don't know what he goes by nowadays, but uh, he's... He's really a, a really great competitor. Sitting at four and four, the only thing that bothers me is his defense has given up a lot of points, uh, and he's actually given up 26 points a game. Uh, and at four and four, we we played in the the preseason, and he just absolutely destroyed me in the preseason, the last game. And uh, I was kind of anticipating him really having a great season, uh, possibly being in that position where the Patriots are at right now. Uh, but uh, he's kind of had an up and down uh, first eight games of the season, and so I'm going to sell uh, the Jets. Uh, I, I love everything that he does. He plays really great FPR. Uh, he's one of the better cornerback user uh, in our league. I think but, he's the uh, only cornerback user. <laughs> well, I, I actually, uh, I've uh, since I've played against him a few times, I, I've actually picked up and started playing. Uh, cornerback a little bit here and there myself, especially if I'm anticipating certain 
certain plays or whatever coming. But uh, yeah, he, he is definitely by far the top uh, guy at that and really the only one that, that I've seen that's consistently over and over play after play use the cornerback and shut down one side of the field. Uh, but I'm going to sell him. And, uh, uh, you know, I love you, but I, I just got to sell the Jets here. Yeah, I got to sell the Jets. You're four and four. There's one, two, three, four, five other teams that are at five wins already. Um, and I just think that it's going to be too high of a, a, a heel to climb um, for the Jets and Clyde. And again, like you said, um, his defense is just giving up way too many points. I'm not sure what happened to this team. He was in the Super Bowl two seasons ago, the one that I freaking uh, I'm still sick about it, simmed. And um, and ever since then, it's like a, a broke his heart, and uh, he hasn't recovered from it, and his team has not played well as he's been trying to have to rebuild them to fit a different style. Let's move over to the AFC North. You got the Bengals winning that division at six and two, um, but the Browns are right there at five and three. Are you buying or selling the Browns as a playoff team in season eighty-five? Oh, you know, from Press Pass Live, like what two, three uh, episodes ago, I was all all in on the Browns, and I was praising the Browns, and uh, pretty much I was I was uh, his. Uh, is only fan, his only fan right now, but um, five and three is is a good record, and and I'm not sure uh, if he won his last game this week. I, I didn't uh, get a chance to look at that, but uh, he's he's scoring 23 points. This is the most points I've seen chaotic actually yeah. put up, and I mean he's he's second in, in that division in scoring points, but he's also uh, second to last giving up points, and uh, he's had he's had a couple of rough games here at the last uh, I'm going to have to sell him uh, mm. you know, even, even though I, I had kind of predicted possibly him coming in and uh, really pushing for the, the AFC North title uh, I just don't think that, that he's got, got what it takes. I do think he actually finishes with a uh, winning record this season but uh, I just, I'm going to have to sell him yeah, I'll buy the winning record, but I'm selling him as a playoff team. And again, same thing with the Jets. I, I just think it's too high of a hill to overcome. Now, we'll say there's a lot about this team to like. I hate that he's 2-2 two and two at home, but love that he's 3-1 and one on the road. He's 2-1 and one in the division. He's scoring 23 points, which is the most points he's ever scored, but very unchaotic. So, like, he's given up 25 points a game. So, just like the Jets, he's just given up way too many points. Um and I think there are just too many other teams that are in the hunt and in the running. Let's move over to the AFC West. Of course, your Chiefs, high and mighty at 6-2, and two, are winning that division. But you got two teams that we're going to buy or sell that are hanging right there uh, with you. The Broncos at 5-3. and three. Are you buying or selling the Broncos as a playoff team in Season 85? I'm, I'm buying the Broncos as a playoff team. Uh, in fact, one of my two losses that I have was against him and – it really wasn't even close. Uh, he dominated the game against me, and, and uh, you know I had really no answer that game. Uh, uh, you know he 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 traded away uh, Nixon to the Seahawks, but uh, he really hasn't missed a beat. He's got some some big receivers over there, uh, and then a couple of really uh, small, shifty, fast receivers to go along with him. So he, he's got a good receiver core that uh, just gets open, and uh, uh, it's really a tough matchup. Uh, 
Uh, I'm really definitely going to buy him for the playoffs. Uh, I still think he may actually uh, push me out of the division uh, title and push me into a playoff spot because he is just he's just shown that he's got a uh, a big offensive uh, firepower. Uh, you know, he, he's putting up 27 points a game. Him and the Raiders both are tied for the lead lead in our division. Uh, he is giving up 23 points a game, but uh, he's definitely uh, his pass rush has definitely improved this season, and, and he lost uh, Miller to retirement, but I, I believe he picked up someone in free agency to take his spot, and uh, he's just he, he creates turnovers. Uh, I, I know you'll probably say something about his FBR when you get to him, but uh, uh, yeah, he, he's definitely definitely uh, kind of scraped the surface of the FBR uh, thing <laughs> a, few, a few a few times. He killed so. that mofo all the way back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, but I'm definitely buying him for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I can only buy two of these teams. I've already purchased one, and I know who I'm saving my second one for. So I'm going to sell the Denver Broncos reluctantly. Um, Yeah, look, the FPR is what the FPR is. It ain't good. And uh, I would lovingly say that uh, he should know um, that all of this, everyone should know that all of what's happening in seasons – uh, up to season 85 will be taken in consideration as you get your invites for Madden 20. And uh, some of us won't be getting invites. So uh, let's clean it up if you want to keep that invite and let's prove that you're engaged here because if you're not creating content and you're not engaging in the chats, then your FPR better be freaking pristine if you want to keep your spot here because there are guys who have better FPR who will create content and who will be completely engaged. So Sound the Broncos reluctantly, but they have it all together. Uh, they're scoring a lot of points. Kyler Murray's playing really good football. Uh, I don't love that they're 1-2 and two on the road. It doesn't speak well to going on the road that you're going to have to do in the playoffs and win a ball game. But he's playing exceptionally good football right now, and he's a tough out. Um, but, again, the Denver Broncos failed to the Miami Dolphins this week. Um, and that just, I, I think that Kev just has a little bit more experience, which is why I went with Kevin. Um, and I'm not going to go with the Denver Broncos, which sends us to the second team in your division. They're Oakland Raiders at 4-4. Four and four. Are you buying or selling the Oakland Raiders as a playoff team? Uh, you know, when, and this is what gets down to talk. I mean, you know, you got – so many teams, uh, and like I said, top to bottom, the AFC just seems to have better records, overall records, and, and, and more competitive across the board than the NFC. Uh, and if he was in the NFC, I think he's probably probably going to make the playoffs. But uh, since he's in this tough, not only AFC West division, but he's also in this tough AFC conference that uh, – uh, it's just going to be an uphill battle, and he's going to have to have a lot of things happen. Some of these top echelon teams to to stumble and fall, and I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, he's scoring 27 points a game, but he's also given up 28 points a game. And, you know, uh, he's got not a very good home record, 2-2 two and two at home, 3-2 and two on the road. It's, you know, I, I really like T-Bowls, but uh, we're – we're going to sell the Raiders, going to miss the playoffs. And I'm probably going to say that he's going to have a winning record, but he, he may be on the cusp of finishing 8-8 eight eight on the season. 
Yeah, that's interesting to hear, and it could be. He is sitting at 5-4. and four. I don't like his offense and defense. 27 points is amazing. Like, that's a really firepower offense. Words, they're not my friend. Uh, but 28 points per game and being 2-2 uh, two and two in the division is just too much of an uphill battle to overcome. Good season for him. It's good to see the Raiders playing good football. It's always much more enjoyable whenever the Raiders are playing good football. A a guy who's had many, many FPR issues uh, up to this point, but this season uh, it's been pretty quiet, and so that's a good thing. If you have FPR issues, you want it to be quiet. Now let's move over to what arguably is the best division in the OMFL in Season 85, and that's the AFC South. You got the Titans winning that division right now at five and three, but you got the Colts at five and three and the Texans at five and four. So we're going to talk about both of those. Are you buying or selling the Colts at five and three to be a playoff team? Can I get this put in like big bold letters? Big bold. We're buying. We're buying Colts because they are run by the probably the best uh, coach owner user that we have in our league by far is Dwayne and he's always very consistent uh and you know we're, we're buying the Colts uh he's putting up 30 points a game that's tops in the AFC and points uh scored uh and most of the time he you know he's his defense is only given up in the in the teens usually he's the top defensive uh guy but right now he's giving up 21 points so I think that's part of the Part of the struggles that he's had and the reason why he's he's actually dropped three games this this uh, this actual season here in season 85. Uh, but uh, he, he's roared roared back here the last couple of weeks and uh, he took he took me to the woodshed on one what one game of course you know and it, it's just typical Dwayne game just dominated uh, just controlled the ball run the ball down your throat no matter. Uh, no matter even if you even if you have eight guys in the box, uh, you know he still finds a way to wiggle through and, and get gains and and uh, you know we're we're buying the Colts. He's going to win this division. Uh, the Titans have kind of actually struggled here in the last three four weeks, I believe. Uh, I believe he's like two and two in the last four weeks. Uh, so you know we're we're giving this coat uh, the Colts the division again and. Uh, you know, definitely by far they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, this buy or sell could look completely different in just a little bit, but the Colts were who I was saving my second buy for. I, I do think that they'll make the playoffs. I can't imagine the playoffs without Dwayne in them. Uh, five and three, 30 points for that offense is just tremendous. I mean, I also played him, I think, in week one, week two, something like that. Uh, week one, I think. And um, man, his rookie wide receiver, maybe second year wide receiver, just went completely off on me. Tobias. Yeah, he's he's a monster of a kid. I'd hate to see that kid in Madden 20 uh, because that speed and the way players are moving in Madden 20, he could he could be a monster to be reckoned with. Um, but I'm buying them. I, I think they're going to make it 3-0 and on the road. He shows his dominance on the road, struggling at home, but I do think he'll get that figured out and just – you know, being dominant in every aspect, 21 points far is a little high, but he's scoring a lot of points. And as long as that number, that gap is that tremendous, I'm okay with him giving up that many points. It's going to send us to our last team, the Houston Texans at five and four. Are you buying or selling the Houston Texans as a playoff team? Um, 
See, so this this is now little coach. Like. Uh, no, I don't think it's a little coach. I think y'all are right. It's a little coach or cooch or something like that. And it's really <laughs> weird, and it freaks me out, and I don't like to say his name. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I'm kind of the same way. So, but anyway, I, you know, I know uh, uh, Outlaw. Uh, yeah, he he moved over to the Bills and stuff. But, but Outlaw, uh, if there's one thing that if if you would use Outlaw for it, I think Outlaw would be a, a halfway decent GM sometimes because he he, <laughs> he is he not really going to take that as a compliment at all. <laughs> uh, you know, he puts together some really solid teams. I mean, top to bottom, this team is really stacked. Uh, and I know that the Texans actually uh, uh, have made some moves and stuff that himself uh, for players for that fits his style. But you know, Outlaw really did build a, a solid team here. Uh, the Texans uh, have played a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent, uh, good amount of games so far that have been uh, really close. And, and actually, he's really competed well. Uh, five wins, four losses, uh, but he's also given up more points than he's scoring, and, and that's always that's always a concerning point, especially when you start picking guys to make the playoffs. And on top of that, you have the guys that are they're all the same record above him. Uh, that's before him, and all these other. Uh, divisions. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to sell him. Uh, I know he's he's actually, you know, really uh, competed well. He came from the from the Bucks, the NFC South, where uh, he was consistently finishing third and fourth over there in that division. Uh, but you know, he's come over here to the really tough AFC South as well. And uh, what what's what's with these South divisions, man? Because on both sides, they're just they're juggernauts. I mean, just. Uh, but they, uh, they like, made you run away, and <laughs> they made me run away. That's right. <laughs> I, I had to go west. Go west, young man. Go west. So, uh, but I'm selling the Texans here, and and they're going to miss the playoffs. And uh, but I, I have to say, I think he's going to be uh, possibly uh, eight and eight, nine nine and seven uh, to finish the season. Uh, definitely an improvement over from what he had uh, previously had with the Bucks in that division. Yeah, I've already squeezed all the toothpaste out of this tube, and there's no putting it back. <laughs> when I gave out both of my buys, I'm going to have to sell the Texans. Uh, little cock or whatever your name is, um, it's good to see that you're playing well, and uh, it's good to see that you're hanging in there, no pun intended. Uh, but it, the uphill battle is just too much. What I do like about this team is he's 2-1 and one in the division, um, which doesn't speak well to the Titans. He better get things turned around there at 3-2. and two. Um, he's three and two on the road, but two and two at home, and just giving up too many points. When you're only scoring 21 points and giving up 23, I'm not a math, you know, expert, and I'm not, I'm not doing any kind of professoring at a college for uh, trigonometry. But I would say that 21 points that you score is two points less than how many you're giving up. You're probably going to lose more games than you win. Um, and so that's not a good sign for the Texans, and I'm going to have to sell them. My two buyers were the Houston, I mean, listen to me, the Indianapolis Colts and the Miami Dolphins. But by the time we do our next Press Pass Live, this will be a completely different story, and this will be a much clearer picture as we get a little bit closer um, to the end of the season in the next press pass live all right let's talk some madden 20 the chat was popping a while ago and now it is dead uh, i don't know oh. where everybody went um 
Hold on, I'm trying to, uh, oops, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know where everybody went. They all disappeared, but we do have Smash and scared. Rob and Pootie T, I guess, from work is popping in. And so we appreciate all you guys being. Let's talk Madden 20. You and I have got to play, I wouldn't say a lot. Uh, we played a lot of hours, but actually not an actual lot of gameplay. I think I've got uh, two and a half games underneath my belt. I know that you played more than that because you played some online head-to-head. -head. I'm really trying to just stick to... Like, if I'm going to give a good, clear picture of what I'm going to be doing, which is not going to be online head-to-head, -head, it's not going to be comp mode, it's going to be a league with sliders, then I'm trying to really give the feedback from playing a human uh, in our league with our sliders. Um, so, with that said, the game does feel really good. You, you immediately... Uh, you immediately pick up on the player movement pretty quickly. It feels different yeah. from the second that you touch it. You, it. It feels different. It feels smoother. It feels more fluid. It feels more realistic. It is how FIFA has felt for many years now, where you just you play and you're like, man, it just it's hard to put your finger on it. I don't know that it necessarily changes a ton, but you definitely, you're like, it feels different. It feels fluid and more realistic. Um, but like the no huddle, and what I mean by no huddle, not the play no huddle, but the actual no walking from the huddle to the line, you get used to that pretty quickly. Uh, the first like hour, it's like, oh, this feels weird. Uh, but after that, you don't even notice it, and like you're off, bam, 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 you're good to go. Um, I think the same thing with the player movement. The first hour, it doesn't feel clunky, it feels fluid, it feels good, but after the first hour, in my opinion, you're kind of used to it, and you're just like, oh, this, this is how it's always felt. And then you go back and play Madden 19, you're like, oh, never mind, it doesn't feel that way. Um, right. So it does feel more fluid. Um, my low-key feature... Uh, let, let's save that because I want to hear yours too. What just kind of your general overall thoughts on Madden Twenty? Yeah, I, I have to concur with you on on that as well with the with the player movement. I mean, it's the first the first thing you'll you'll notice right away when you when you take and not even the first offensive play. It's it's the first uh, the kickoff. You know, you receive a kickoff or you do the kickoff. You just notice that everything is moving a lot smoother, quicker. Uh, guys are uh, not making unrealistic, crazy turns, but you can actually see that where, like la this last man, you go, you know, you're running a little bit to the right, and then you try to make that little sweet move to the left to kind of keep going. Well, if if the foot plant wasn't just completely correct, then you know you see the guy like almost like kind of like do this little hiccup thing and and and. and start and stop and then kind of lose momentum and stuff and get an echo feedback, something that it's good on my end. I'm not hearing any echo. Okay. Um, oh, but, now, uh, I, now I do hear it. Now, now that you're pointing it out, you are getting some echo, <laughs> but uh, you know, those type of things and, and Madden 20 now, you don't, you don't feel that you, you, when you want to make a move to go somewhere, your player actually gets in there and, and goes and you don't have that, that clunky, that clunky feel that, uh, causes, you know, causing you to kind of lose your, uh, your mobility or your, or your momentum going in that direction and stuff. And to me, that was the very first thing that I felt. Uh, and then the no huddle, like, like you said, or the, the actual no huddle, uh, before each play, uh, you know, you, you pick your play, basically what, 
what what it basically is when you're in the huddle is when you're picking your play, and and, and that's kind of way the way it should be. And, and I and I do like that because that does cut down on a lot of the uh, the overall uh, wasted time, I guess, in between plays, uh, because you're just, you're coming up to the you come up to the line of scrimmage, you're surveying the field, you're getting kind of your your uh, then you can start making your adjustments, you know, from from that. And uh, I, I really will say that, that to me that is like very likable. It, it also helps streamline uh, what's going on in the games. Um, the other thing that guys will have to watch out for is uh, uh, one of the things that, that surprised me was uh, with with this, uh, you know, and if you're driving down the field and, and you're actually going no huddle, you know, in previous Maddens where, you know, you, you'd run four or five yards and then all of a sudden everybody's just like, you know, you hit no huddle or whatever, and everybody's back to the line of scrimmage within three or four seconds. Well, that don't happen now. Uh, when you hit no huddle, it's going to run off uh, at least, I think, 11 to 15 seconds Le- off the clock. Yeah, I think 11. Uh, so, you know, if if you're <laughs> you're driving for the end of the game win or, or to get in the field goal range and, and, and you're going to hit – no huddle and, and try to run one one, one more pa- uh, pass or, or one more playoff. You're going to be in for reawakening because you're going to have the clock run out and the game's going to be over and you're going to lose. So you know that's going to be some uh, one of the small things that guys are going to have to get used to. And I'm sure when it first happens, somebody's going to be like, "What happened? You know, I, I lost this game. This is you know this is bull." But uh, you know um, the other the other thing. Uh, that there is a love hate is the X factor. Uh, I really like how each player plays differently, uh, especially with with how they their their uh, their interactions with the with uh, how their uh, I'm trying to think of the word uh, their abilities uh, portray throughout the game. You know, each one has different ones. Some of them have, uh, I think, it's like. Uh, one of the videos I watched, you know, Zeke has some of the same ones that a couple, uh, like uh, Melvin Gordon from the Chargers. They both have the the arm bar. Uh, those are really cool to see, and and those guys that have that are the ones that are able to pull that off, you know, on a consistent basis. And and, and that's true to real life, you know. And uh, you know, the quarterback. I've I've played with Mahomes uh, two games already. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I think. Well, actually, two two and a quarter because I played a little bit with against you, but both my games were actually played online uh, in a dropping game, and I did that just because I just didn't want to play the CPU and there was nobody else on to play, so I just done the dropping game to see. And if you get frustrated with anybody with anybody here in this league, definitely go play somebody on drop in in that, and, and it'll make you want to pull your hair out. But um, but it did give me a feel of how uh, how some of the players are playing, and it's it's definitely it's definitely a different beast from Madden 19, and it's going to take some time to get used to. But I'm definitely uh, excited about uh, what this Madden is bringing uh, onto the table and where this may actually go into the future. And I could be totally wrong, and I agree with you, it is a different game, but I think the learning curve is, is fairly small, and you get used to it very, very quick, because I, in my opinion, it does set up well for our rules in the FPR. It sets up to fit 
our play style really well and feels really, really natural. Um, I agree with you that uh, I like the, the DB and receiver interactions. That We've seen some really cool stuff in our games. I played double zero late last night, and we've seen some really cool interactions, some realistic interactions. Um, the, the user lurk Superman stuff is dead and gone. Those days are over. Um, now, what I, I haven't noticed a ton, because I just don't play that way, uh, maybe we get Brady to come test this out, but can you cover an entire field with one player? Um, that may still be a thing, right? And so we'll have to definitely continue to keep that under wraps and keep the rules there. But that user lurk option where, you know, you can pick a ball that's actually 12 to 15 yards behind you off, uh, that's not going to happen. It's a, those days are done. You can touch pass. You can get it over them. Um, I even seen plays where cornerbacks, right, that were – there to make the play, um, had the ball sell over their head and, and were right. unable to reach and, and make that play. Um, so it feels really, really good. Running game is really hard. It's definitely going to need some slider adjustments. Um, and we've started to kind of make some in the franchise. So if you have the better code, I'll invite you to the franchise. I'm begging you, get some games in. Forget about your favorite team. Just swap teams. Do what it takes. I'll advance it every couple hours. Um, but just get some games in and, and give us some feedback and tell us what you see. It's not it's not a finished game. It's not polished. But oh, yeah. definitely yeah. feels like it's, it's going in the right direction. There are a couple low-key features that I'd love. And I'd love to hear what are yours. Um, the two that really stick out to me. One, we, we still need more testing on. And that is as you pick a play, it lists how many times you've called that play and your average hours, average average yards given up or uh, received if you're on offense. Um, love that feature. I, what we don't know is we don't know if is it, it going to be the lifetime of Madden or is it going to be uh, – I don't know where this feedback came back all of a sudden. Did you unplug just- your headphones? No, I just pulled up double nose in the, the voices. Ah, <laughs> no, guess what? Get muted, buddy. Hold on. <laughs> Server muting you. I'll unmute you after it's over. That's where the feedback came from. Um, what was I talking about? I was talking about the uh, player pick screen. And so it yeah. shows you how many times you pick that, and that's going to be awesome. If it's not for the lifetime of Madden, if it's just per game, and I, that's going to be part of my feedback. Can we please make that a per game feature? And if so, that is a game changer for our community and these guys who can p- continue to abuse plays. It will tell you in black and white what you've done. And it'll be super easy to go back and watch film and go, well, look, there's your numbers. You called that play 20 times. Mix it up, freak yep. face. Um, the other little low-key feature that I love is the base align. And so under your coach adjustments, you can now base align uh, either by you know base feature, by man assignment, or by default. And that's a really neat feature. Now, it, it needs some fixing in the beta because I think it messes with where your guys line up. But they can get that fixed just right. That'll be a really great feature. And they remove defensive line. Uh, I forgot exactly what it was called, but like the setting for defensive line to aggressively get off in the snap, that's now gone. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing. So that is now removed from the game. Um, I think those are some really great low-key features. Do you have any key features that are not, like, super sexy and not talked about that you're really enjoying? Well, I mean, you, you named uh, two of them that, that I was already, you know, came to mind. Uh, the other one is uh, when you're uh, 
and and this one's kind of a low key uh, and not real big, and it's not you know nothing to like shout about, but the the coach interaction uh, now you have uh, oh you know, yeah a player morale that you have to deal with, and then you have to do like little mini interviews throughout the throughout the week. Um, I think it just adds to the, a little bit more immersion that you know keeps owners a little bit more busy. You know, you you can do these little things within the the CFM to kind of you know help help your team along the way. Uh, you know, and and there's some more, I guess, more thinking along the line of you know what am I going to do uh, with this, uh, and and the fact that you brought up last night like in some games you're going to have. Uh, a, a third string wide receiver come up to you and say, Hey, can, mm-hmm. can I start this week? You know, so, so there's more coaching decisions. Uh, so that's the dynamics of, uh, what I'd be the, what was the, the engine? Um, the scenario uh, engine. Scenario engine. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Uh, I think that's one of the dynamics from that engine that's going to be a low key. It's not going to be something that's just, you know, that's not a, a back of the box, uh, uh, mm-hmm. announcement for a feature but uh it's something that within like cfms that will keep guys kind of engaged and kind of doing things and, and i that's just something that i see that maybe will take further along uh i have been one that uh, even when i was a game changer i was i was throwing a to john white that i would like to see um the cfm actually uh be able to vote for the super bowl spot each, each season, kind of like what they do in the NFL. You know, it's it's not just set where they're going to go. They actually come up. You know, there's there's three cities, you know, five years in advance, uh, or which which uh, city's going to host the Super yeah. Bowl. You know, so so we you know it just kind of adds something that guys can do uh, inside the franchise. That, you know, it just kind of keeps them engaged, and and you start kind of seeing those things just like this uh, that guys can you know click on. You know, and it's actually affecting how their team is uh, possibly going to perform the next week, uh, or even uh, further along the season. Because if you get a guy that's disgruntled, uh, it's going to affect it's going to affect his ratings and, and his overall morale, and it's going to affect your team. So, a lot of things within those small type of things like like that can affect and can be kind of uh, something that can just be an addition to the game that you just just don't really think about but when you see it you're like oh yeah that's that's cool no i totally totally agree with you we do have a couple of questions uh, i think rob's just helping us out since we didn't get any questions because he actually has a code so i know he probably knows the answers to these well, one is the biggest feature that everyone's talking about rpos there's over 200 250 something like that in the game they're kind of all over um, i've been using because i don't have a custom book minnesota's playbook and they're kind of scattered with a few of them. There seems to be two different styles. There's like a, uh, a quick RPO where it's like a quick, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like smash, run, or a quick yeah. screen. Like there's those quick, either it's throwing a quick screen, it's throwing a quick slant, or it's like a toss or a, a, um, a stretch play. Uh, so there's those RPOs. And then there are the, like the more detailed, uh, extravagant RPOs where it's, uh, you know, three options and you know you're running you know way different routes and so it's interesting i here's a couple of things my initial thoughts and i want to hear yours about rpos um i like them 
I think it adds some flavor and some flair to community, uh, they're going to be abused and they're going to have to be <clears throat> monitored. Uh, I don't know how we monitor it. You know, maybe it's we only allow five RPOs in your playbook or I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm thinking completely out loud because this is right. literally the first time I've thought about this, but they're going to be um, over. They're not going to be overpowered. They're going to be over abused, especially those quick ones. Uh, because literally yeah. like I can call 20 straight run plays, but if you stack the box, I can throw 20 straight slants. And so that's my problem. The only one that I've seen it work really well that worries me is there is a uh, twin uh, I formation twin receiver RPO where if you let the the run go, uh, you'll just run a, a you know a, a straight. Um, well, I don't know why I'm, I'm so tired of everything. A dive play. Thank you off to the right, or you can throw a bubble screen where your outside receiver is blocking, your inside receiver runs a bubble. That play versus a zone defense um, is going to just murder folk. Uh, it's just, I mean, I ran it, I don't know, three times, um, and it picked up 20, 30 yards every single time. Uh, now, in man defense, it'll play much, much more different. But if you catch that in a zone, um, you're going to get burnt. And so... My worry is, are guys going to call that 12 times a game and then hope that they catch you in four zones, right? And every time they catch you in a zone, they're going to run the bubble screen. Every time they catch you in a man, they're going to run the dive. That worries me, right? Because guys are going to abuse stuff like that. They're going to find those loopholes. And as much as I wish, and and again, I'm going to reiterate, some guys – are not going to get invites back in this league. And they're going to be like, oh, I don't understand why it's going to be this big old hem haul. And it's going to be because you don't get who we are as a league, right? You're the guy who's going to call 25 cover threes in, you know, three different formations and call that mixing it up because you're trying to win a game, right? Or you're going to call cover three and cover one all game. That's the only two defensive plays you're going to call. Uh, or you're going to, you know, run you know 20 counters and you know whatever like i'm just making up stuff now right because there there is a difference between rules that govern play style and keep you from doing things and then understanding why rules are there and understanding the gameplay of a league to the point where you are now calling plays to fit that style and the style here is going to be chess match it's going to be fair play even playing field don't use plays that abuse. Um, let your stick steals matter, but let your play calling matter more. That's what we're going for. And I worry that RPOs are going to throw a kink in that. But what are your thoughts about RPOs? Yeah, the the limited time, I mean, I, I didn't use them a whole lot. I, and I actually probably uh, got killed more than I've actually been successful with the RPO at this point. Uh, and, and I, but I was basically using the Chiefs playbook, and that and that's another thing. Uh, uh, the some of the playbooks are, are really uh, very un FPR because it's all like 18 shotgun formations and only like six eye formations, and and uh, but uh, you know uh, the RPO, uh, the run pass option. Uh, I, I do like it because it does bring a, a new dynamic to the game uh, that we haven't had in a long time with new type of plays uh, to run. And, and I think 
my, me personally, I think we need to maybe look at it kind of like the way we have addressed screenplays uh, to where, you know, you want to use it kind of sparingly, kind of like a, the screenplay. You know, if, if you're using... Yeah, that's a good uh, point. That's a good point. Uh, uh, you know, like fi- uh, five or six screenplays for the full game, you know, that's that's kind of the way you would want to, to look at an RPO because I think if you... If you mix it in like that, it's okay. But if, if you make that the focal point of your offense, I don't think that's okay because uh, you're really pushing the envelope there. And, and there's not a whole lot to it because, like Nate said, there's just basically, you know, slant in you know, or, or screen bubble play route or hand, it off, hand the ball off. Or I think there's one that has an end around where you can hand the ball, ball off to an end around. So, but, you know, those those type of plays, you know, they're great to have, and I'm and I'm loving that we have them in the game. But to make it your full focal point of your offense, no, that's that's not FBR, and that's not what we're about. But again, that was just my opinion that came to mind was you know kind of kind of view it as a, a screenplay, and maybe the, we attack it and and address it that way as like a screenplay. Yep, I agree with you completely. Um, and that's a, a really good way to, to look at it. Uh, and maybe there will be. Maybe it'll be a limit. To, you know, we're not going to allow full, you know, RPO playbooks. And so maybe it is. It's like a, you know, six-play limit that you can have in your playbook or something. It doesn't mean you get to call all six all game. It just limit the amount that you have them. And then, like Maniac wonderfully said, uh, limit how often you use them. Um Tipwell Rob says, also, what is different with hot routes? That's a good question. I haven't messed with hot routes a ton. They seem kind of the same with some adjustments. And please correct me if I'm wrong and tell me your thoughts, because I know that you did dealt with them a little bit. Uh, shut up, Hude, um, with them a little bit. Uh, it seems that specific players will get specific hot routes. And then some of them even have these new abilities where it allows them to have more hot routes than normal. Um, And it depends on the play and like, it depends on a lot of things, um, which is really neat and really uh, awesome. Look, at the end of the day, I guess I don't mess with them a lot because I don't want to see you guys hot routing a ton. Like it, in my opinion, hot routing should be done five, to eight times a game right like not often at all uh it just it you should run the play that you called i don't like that play great go find another play uh like it just should be um so yeah uh what are your thoughts about hot routes yeah uh, that, that's a good point because i know i like uh, even uh, sometimes i find myself getting in that same position because you know uh in, in our, our league games and stuff you know you, you'll come up to the line of scrimmage you know, the defense have call, has called a play. You've called a play. Well, you know, the defense starts hot routing. Then you start hot routing because, you know, and the next thing you know, you, you, you've already basically both limited uh, limited out on your, hot, you know, on your hot routes and stuff. And, and uh, you know, and then you get to where you're coming up. So that you see some guys come up to the line and it's like every play, you know, they're, they're hot routing to a slant or they're hot routing to a drag. You know, every play uh, just because – uh, you know, they're, you know, those those are the two routes that are really uh, kind of one of the main ones that are open, uh, and and most of this Mad 19 stuff. So, you know, then again, you get to, uh, you know, a, a slippery slope there. Uh, with with Madden 20, though, what I saw and what I've experienced so far, 
is uh, like the certain players that have the X Factor, they have certain route abilities that are available to them that not your average Joe has. Uh, and so you'll see uh, you'll see guys like uh, uh, Zach Ertz uh, at the tight end position. He has uh, a couple route uh, abilities that uh, other guys like uh, uh, maybe uh, I'm trying to think of an average tight end, uh, Abron from uh, uh, the Colts. You know, he's kind of more of an average type of tight end, and he won't have those uh, those type of routes available to him to hot route to. Uh, I was in a game last night. I was trying to hot route uh, the tight end to a slant. You, as far as I know right now, I don't think you can hot route a tight end to a slant. Now, he will be hot routed to a drag. Um, that's that's the type of uh, uh, things that you'll that you'll see uh, that are different. Now, wide receivers, they all have basically your basic uh, uh, audibles where they can run a slant out ends. You know your basic uh, uh, passing tree. But guys like uh, Julio Jones, those type of guys, they have some things that that they do better than other guys. You know, and some of them. Uh, some of them do uh, are the only ones that can pull those off, you know. And so, there in that itself brings a new dynamic that there's different different things that you can actually do with certain players. Then that creates, you know, a little bit of uh, a separation of, of the of the really great player and the really average player that is uh, in Madden 20. Yeah, we're about an hour and thirty-five minutes deep, which is I was like, oh my god, that's a that's a long show. So let's see if we can't. No, nah, and me neither. Until I just looked. Uh, let's see if we can't run through a couple of these others. Adolf uh, says I hear franchises still re- really bear still. Um, I, I'm not going to give a popular take, um, but here's my take, and I'd love to hear what you think. I have no interest in selling hot dogs and sodas and jerseys again. Uh, it. Look, that added so many issues to a CFM. It was fun. It was kind of cool. Um, but if you're looking for that offline experience, that really detailed, in-depth experience, then, uh, yeah, let that be an offline feature. I don't want it online. Uh, the issues it brought in when we used to have, like, those really detailed franchise owner modes where uh, guys would go into the off season and have, you know, $30 million in cap space. But because they lost every game, they had no money in their bank, and so they actually couldn't make any deals and they couldn't like sign any free agents and it just was it was a hassle and it just wasn't worth it i just don't have i guess i'm getting older i don't have any interest in selling hot dogs and sodas anymore (laughs) and setting prices for all that crap and worrying about my freaking tv deals like i just don't want to do all that give me stuff that engages owners that's what i want and the scenario engine has that potential uh, now, look, I've said this a zillion times on the Madden 20 stream, so you can go back and watch those, but there is a potential where that scenario engine is going to get old quick, and it's not going to be that engaging. I don't know. I don't know how many scenarios they've added. I don't know how often it's going to pop up. I, the little bit I've played, you're talking less than 24 hours that we've had this in our hands, uh, it's been engaging, and it's been cool to have as an addition. Um, I just wonder is it going to keep us engaged for the whole match if if it does right. 
then it's it's a great, great, great addition, as we've already spoke about. But outside of that, I don't know what else people want to add. I never really will get behind coaching carousels. Um, you know, uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I thought the one old addition that would be neat to have again is if you could hire coaching staffs that helped you with injuries but then like how do you police that right because there's only going to be so many top-notch ones and then how do you police who who gets them do we really want the Seahawks super team having the best you know injury prevention while the rest of us have terrible injury like it just it adds too many things I know they're quote-unquote realistic and they are but if I wanted to be an NFL owner, I would go be a billionaire and go, you know, find my money and, and buy a team, right? Like, this doesn't need to be a job. It needs to be engaging. It needs to be fun. It needs to be uh, something that's deep. Um, and I just don't know that those other things are actually, they're deep, but I don't know if they're deep in the right way. So I, I don't find it bare. I, I, it's not, there's not a lot of cool new bells and whistles outside of a layout, uh, and outside the scenario engine, but I think it's a step in the right direction. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's bare, and, and and there's. I think there's a fine line of getting deep and engaging, and then getting too deep and just absolute. I don't want to do this because it just takes too much of my time, and and why am I doing this? And and you know, well now I've done it, but I've done it wrong, so now it's affecting my team too much, and my team's going to play like you know poop you know so you know why why even do this or, or why is it in here because now it's un, unfun and it's unfair and nan 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 you know all that stuff that could could come about i i do think that they're they're they are taking the right approach they're not overstuffing it i think they're trying to you know small increments here and there i do think uh uh one of the things that we like like to see added is something where guys could you know basically upload a clip into the cfm and then you know maybe guys could you know vote for play of the week or whatever from those clips or you know just just something that you know is not too over overly thought but you know something that guys can look and like oh, oh look at that yep. play you know if, if you didn't get to watch a stream or no, you're something, right. you know, something like that uh, and that's what I mean by engaging. That's engaging, and that's not that's deep in the good way. Right. You know, it's, it's something everybody can look at, and uh, you know, not just not just affecting your team, but it it actually involves the league. And I think sometimes that can get uh, you know missed through all the the trash. You know, of you know guys. You know, say well, it's, it's not engaging. So EA starts putting this stuff in here, and the next thing you know, well, it's just like the halftime show and the commentary and the pregame and all that stuff like that. You know, guys, you know, the community is like, we need this, we need this, you know, we want this. And now it's just a button push. You know, everybody's just like, oh, let's get to it. You know, I want to get to the game because everybody wants to play the game, you know. And, and all those things are cool. Uh, I, I do like really good commentary. Uh, but, you know, how many of us are guilty of, you know, the commentary saying something or, or at yeah. the halftime, you, know, you just button button through, you know, yep. it's, it's, you know, cause it's a waste of your time. You and, know, and the end game commentary on the beta hasn't changed. It seems to be the same, but I also think it's just the beta and that they will right. roll out the new stuff for the new game. Yeah. I, I don't think all that stuff's in the game yet. And, 
and you know we we won't know that until we get get our hands on the on the full uh, uh, copy of Madden 20. Uh, but you know, just as as a fact of, of now, you know, just kind of addressing CFM. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's lacking, but you know, again, in the past, you know, EA uh, has you know heard these cries from the CFM community and, and other you know entities in the community for Madden. And, you know, and they did that. They implemented a halftime show. You know, it wasn't as engaging, I guess, as uh, NFL 2K, where you know they had Chris Berman at ESPN. But that even uh, in itself, uh, and I remember I played that game a few times. Even in that self, when you're when you're in the heat of the battle, yeah, you don't you don't sit there and, and watch all that. Nope. You know, you may you may watch five seconds of it, but you know, you're, it's, a, you're clicking it's an offline it. feature. Yeah, it's an offline feature that guys want, you know, that don't want to take time in, a, in, a, in an online CFM. You know, they just want to experience uh, Sundays outside of Sunday, and you know they can experience that through 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 their their Madden uh, their Madden uh, niche. You know, so anyway, uh, I think EA has done the right approach, adding a little bit here, a little bit there, and not just over overly indulging in certain things and then coming back two Maddens later taking it out because it was a button push through yep uh outlaw says that the game training close uh, i'm sorry is the game i'm so tired is the game training <laughs> choose a drill pick three guys and scheme basically it's exactly the same uh they may have tweaked some minor things but it feels and looks exactly the same um anything to add there no, no, it, that, that answers. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly the same, uh, in my opinion. Uh, typical Rob, thoughts on team rating changes with the larger disparity now? I, I never pay attention to team ratings, I guess, because it's a CFM and guys are going to make trades and guys are going to move players and they're going to sign players. Like, I, that stuff just... I've never played a game where i've looked at the ratings of the overall team offense defense overall team and that, that that's actually made a difference uh in my opinion um right. I, right. I think that if you're talking about player ratings i think it matters right so i played against the rams and aaron donald uh and i aaron just kind of in the rams playbook moves around to a lot of positions as he does in real life on the defensive line and when he was up against my you know, 70 overall center that the Saints have out of out of the box, uh, he was abusing that dude. He was in the backfield in one second every play, as he should. Uh, and then when he was matched up against my 88 overall tackle, or even when he got through and had to face Kamara in the backfield, um, those guys would slow him down a little bit better. Even when he was in his X-factor zone, uh, he would still get slowed down. But what are your thoughts on the larger rating t- changes? Uh. I, I'm I'm kind of a ratings guy. I, I like look, seeing the disparity between uh, things. I, I think there's going to be a, a big difference with uh, you know there there are some guys that are three. Uh, I didn't see any any players on my team that were uh, below 60 that were starting, but there's a lot of 50, 58, 57, 60, 63 guys that are actually kind of key key players, and a lot of these guys. Um, are some of the rookies, uh, you know, and I don't know if, if for instance, if it's going to be the same, uh, 
I don't, I don't think they've actually gotten all the ratings in no, for a lot, I don't of, think so. a lot of the players. But uh, but there there is there is disparity, and it's gonna be interesting to see if it stays that way or if it changes. Um, uh, but you know, overall, I, I do think that there is gonna be uh, a significant difference that we are gonna notice. Now, like you said, once once these uh, mo mo uh, mo events happen, you know, he well he has said that he's not going to do any trades this next Madden, just for you. <laughs> so, so uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to hold his word. He's not. He does, uh, but anyway, you know, once once some trades happen and stuff, you know, you'll see the the uh, the outlook of different teams that are going to change the the layout, and you know that's always. Uh, something that it's a revolving door in the CFM. Yep, I agree with you. Uh, guys, remember to track these thoughts because they are on stream. Uh, make sure you go track uh, and post them in our uh, thread just so that I can go through and say that I actually use them and you can get credit for them. Uh, Clyde kind of asked a question and then has a thought to go with it. And so I'm going to say his thought and then, well, no, I'll, I'll do it his order. He says, do we need to revisit FPR to adjust the way these playbooks are evolving since the NFL is shifting to a more three-receiver nickel set. The Madden playbooks will shift to match as well, leaving us with lesser FPR-friendly play options. Uh, I th Honestly, uh, I don't know that FPR is going to have to change. I, I'm always – a couple of things. I'm always willing to look at FPR. When the new game comes out and we have that break, I always go through every FPR rule and say what matches, what doesn't match, what fits, what doesn't fit anymore, what needs to be adjusted or tweaked. Um, and I really think guys are going to want to hear this, but I really think we're moving to be a league that's going to be custom playbooks um, because we are going to um, – we're going to limit some of these playbooks and some of them we're even going to ban uh, like the Cardinals playbook that's going to be a banned playbook for sure um, there'll be other playbooks I know like run and shoot's already banned but there'll be other playbooks that will be banned and I think we're really going to move to a custom playbook and uh, because we're going to be a custom playbook and I know that guys aren't going to want to hear that they're not going to want to put in the work um, and that's going to be fine. If you don't want to put in the work, then you're going to be limited on what you can use, and you're going to be behind the eight ball. You're going to be at a disadvantage playing against guys with a custom playbook, um, and you're going to be held to the same FPR. I just don't stand by that. Well, I used Arizona's playbook, and it only has you know 20 plays, and so, yeah, I called the same 20 plays over and over. Now, it's just not, it's not going to fly. Um, custom playbooks are an option, and... Uh, if, if that's what you need to do to be able to mix up your gameplay, then that's what you're going to be expected to do. Uh, I will say there is a, there is a, what's the word I'm looking for? My brain's so dead. I can't believe we did a two-hour show when we're dead tired. <laughs> um, there is a mind shift that is happening in the NFL to more of an air raid, spread them out type style. This is why we're not a sim league. Sim, we don't simulate what we see on Sundays because that doesn't translate to a video game. I will stand by that, um, at least in the way I view a league, right? And it doesn't mean my view's right. It's just my view. Other leagues right. may want to be a competition league, and other leagues may want no rules, and they may want, uh, you know, whatever you, as they say, get better at the sticks and all this other stuff. Whatever. You do you. Uh, that's not what the OMFL is going to be all about. Instead, uh, the OMFL is going to be about fair play. So that's why we have FPR, fair play rules. 
Um, and so, yes, the NFL is transitioning. I don't see the OMFL transitioning unless the game keeps up and unless the game really fixes. Like shotgun runs, still overpowered, still way too easy. I ran a few of them. It's an easy 5 to 10 yards minimum every single time. And uh, yeah. it's just because it doesn't translate. AI doesn't react the way that you would think it should react. But what do you think about uh, Clyde's thought on FPR should change because the playbooks are changing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's kind of a, it's one of those things where, you know, everybody, everybody has an opinion. Uh, you know, I have my opinions also as well. Everyone has buttholes but, too. That doesn't mean you <laughs> talk about them. Uh, but uh, some, some things that do worry me about custom playbooks, and I've had this discussion with uh, D-Wayne a few times, is the fact that you have guys where they see one, one or two or three plays that work for one team and then they go and they put that playbook in or play in their playbook. And then the next thing you know, they, they play somebody else and they have two or three plays. And, 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 and like now I'll be straight up honest. Now, whenever you play somebody, you're playing the same plays out of almost identical play playbooks every week. You know, here's, here's, uh, here's a great example. The three wide receiver slant, uh, they're all three slants. Uh, last two seasons ago, I didn't hardly see that play at all. All of a sudden, uh, uh, what game was it? I was watching. There was there was one game. It was around like three or four times, and each time it just slaughtered uh, and got first downs. Well, the next thing you know, I've, I've seen uh, the last four games I've played, I've seen that play probably 15 times. In, in the last four games, and it and it's always uh, it wait. Everybody waits until they get across the field and they hit and it, and they hit it on the side. And then that's just one thing that that's always kind of concerned me about uh, custom playbooks because guys will just go and basically cherry pick all these plays from from everybody. And it to me that then that creates the issue of you know not having. Uh, different styles and stuff in, in the game uh, and everybody's just kind of copycat and, and, and cookie cutter. And, and to me that, that does tend to get on my nerves sometimes, you know, I, I like to see different things. Sometimes I'll, I, I like to run different things. Uh, I have 500 plays in my playbook and I have yeah. probably uh, 10 formations and, and, and I, uh, you know, so I just I have tons of formations and stuff, and anyway, it just sometimes I think that that tends to uh, get o- abused with custom playbooks. But again, like when you see uh, the the Chiefs are going to have the same problem with their playbook. Uh, I think uh, this playbook only has like three uh, uh, strong formation, uh, three eye formations, and I think one pistol, and the rest are shotgun. Uh, so you know, yeah. Uh, that's that's just Arizona's got even that, less than that. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. So you know, again, we're gonna have to adjust, but also I, I would like to see, you know, uh, and, and maybe with with these type of plays and, and not everything, just only certain things working. Uh, in Madden 20, maybe we'll see a little bit more uh, variety than what we do now. And, and hopefully that's the case uh, because, you know, seeing the same plays from, from, and, and 
that's one thing I, I would tell say about you, Nate. You have you have one probably the one of the most unique playbooks uh, from anybody that I've played uh, in the league and stuff because you have a lot of different plays uh, that you that you choose from, and you know so you know maybe. Maybe my rant and my, my uh, soapbox is over. So. <laughs> well, we got two more questions, and we got about seven more minutes. I am not doing a two-and-a-half-hour show, so let's see if we let's can get go. through it. Soden says, what are your thoughts on Team Draft for Madden 20? Uh, I, I hated it at first, and the more I thought about it, I was like, ah, this would be – it would add a lot of excitement. It would uh, – I just know what Maniac's top 20 coaches did, and I'm excited for that to come back this year and, and then mo- – like that got a lot of eyeballs on us last Madden off season as we waited for Madden 19 to drop. Um, so I know a team draft would do that engagement, but I also, I think I've fallen in the middle smash. I think that it's okay. Who wants to be in this? Throw your name in the hat. I think right now there's only three teams, but I think that'll pick up as the season. I'll, I'll remind people. And as the season picks up here, uh, I think that's going to be the way to go. If you, if you have your team and you want to stay, stay, but if you if you're willing to mix it up and, and cause some excitement, throw your name in the hat, and we will we'll do a team draft show. We'll, we'll make a big deal out of it, and we'll we'll get some eyeballs on it, and it'll be a whole lot of fun. So I think it's a good idea. What are your thoughts about team draft? Yeah, I, I mean I, I like it, uh, but I also hate it because you know I finally got got a good quarterback, you know, and I don't want to give up my quarterback. So uh, I, I do like the idea though of. Uh, kind of going splitting down the middle meet down the middle the guys that don't want to give up the team you know you can keep them uh but uh uh the the guys that are you know that's been kind of with this mad you know a motivated team you know they, they just kind of want a, a fresh start you know and if you get 10 12 guys that and uh, go into a draft uh i think that's perfect for us now I, i've been a part of other leagues that that have had a full on team draft each and every man cycle and stuff. And that in itself also can add a, a new dynamic to the league, uh, and excitement. Uh, so there, there is definitely, uh, pluses and there's also negatives about it. You know, especially when that negative is, you know, my cheeks can be taken away from me, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. So. Yeah. Well, we'll do a team draft by winning percentage. So we'll take your winning percentage for the entire Madden. Lower percentage gets most amount of opportunities to get that number one pick. And then we'll do like a, just a, a real life draft. I'll, I'll put, I don't know, I'll figure exactly how to do it. There's probably a program online, or I'll just do the old fashioned names in the hat and draw them out, and we'll have some fun with it. So, uh, last question. We put this one off from Cincy Berg, and I want to do it. So he says, is there anything going on for OMFL guys during our waiting period until next Madden? I actually think there's a ton. So there's our normal off-season awards, Pro Bowl, all that fun stuff. Uh, you're going to have an addition of three things. You're going to have imports uh, that we're going to have to make a video of and post. We're going to have Madden Hall of Fame for players. So you're Madden players. So you'll have those submissions actually probably go up here. Um, towards the end, probably week 15, those submissions will go up, um, and then they'll be voting, and there'll be a, a release, uh, like a uh, OMFL 
Hall of Fame relief release show. I can't even say that word. What's wrong with me? God, I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> and then there's also a, a player Hall of Fame, and so any potential players, and that's usually done by me. I usually pick that. Um, but any potential players that we humans that we think should be in the Hall of Fame, there's a pretty long list uh, right now. Uh, but I usually induct any humans that I think should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and even Hude, who we hear on the podcast from time to time in the background of Maniac's home, uh, <laughs> he's in the Hall of Fame. So we'll do all of that. Plus, um, Madden Coach's top 20 list, which Maniac will do. Tell us a little bit about that if guys don't know what that is. Well, basically what, what I did was I created Google Doc uh, listing uh, 1 through 20 uh, all coaches are available for the guys. And, and it's just like the NFL top 100. Um, I, I watched that through NFL.com, uh, NFL uh, network, and, and saw how it was kind of engaging. And it also engaged the, the league players uh, because it was it, it was the top 100 voted by their peers. And so I was like, you know, that, that'd be kind of cool to do in the CFM. But I was trying to do it with players, and then I had the idea. No, let's. We got 32 guys. It, it, the players are the guys controlling the sticks. So uh, why not do something like that? And I came up with the top 20 coaches in the OMFL. And so uh, basically, this Google Doc will be submitted, uh, submitted out to all the the owners. Uh, they'll rate their coaches from one to 20, uh, and then I will take all. Uh, hopefully all 32 uh, coaches vote, uh, but I will take all the votes that are sent in. I will take uh, and look at who uh, all voted uh, for number one. Uh, usually the, the number one through five is pretty much, you know, uh, unanimous. Uh, guys will, uh, you know, kind of have the same uh, play set, but there, there is some that, that changes. And basically uh, if there's a tie, uh, at one, then I take the average uh, and add that to, say, for instance, there was a tie at number two. Uh, then at number three, that number two got three more votes at number three, then he automatically gets the number two vote because he had more votes in that in those top two spots. So anyway, it, it all worked out. It was a great, uh, great thing to do. And I'm also going to bring back uh, my coach rating that I'm going to give for each coach. Uh, I think that was kind of kind of a cool thing that awesome. I to do, and uh, you know, so I'm going to be rating you guys uh, for, on your offensive play and just different different things that that uh, that I've come up with uh, that I consider as I put those in. So it's really fun. Yeah, it's a ton of fun, uh, and as you can see here in the chat, there'll be. Uh, a Madden release stream that we'll do and, and possibly a tournament, maybe uh, something we could do with Soden Bowl Network um, and do a tournament together or something. I, I don't know. I don't do a ton of tournaments just because it's, you can honestly you just never get on the same page about rules and what rules. And it just – I haven't seen them go too well. I know why people do them. I get it. It puts a lot of eyes on the product. gets a lot of people engaged. I understand it completely. I'm not against them, totally for them. I just personally don't do them because it's like it just it can be more hassle than it's worth. But uh, I trust Solden, and I know that Solden and them do these a lot, and I know that a lot of you may be interested in it. So we'll definitely figure it out and, and host something. Um, and then there'll be the test sliders uh, in the league, test league, that'll be up. And we'll need to 
test XP and we'll need to test sliders and we'll kind of need to test a little bit of everything. I don't think um, we're having to restart from scratch. I think we definitely like a lot of 19 will translate. Uh, not all of it, but a lot of it. And so we definitely have a good base to start with. And we definitely have a good base to start with because of the beta. Um, so we're in a good plot. Uh, and we are uh, finally two hours and 56 seconds deep into this show at the end of our show. So let's put a bow on it and give me your closing thoughts, Mr. Maniac. Yeah, really great uh, interview with the expert uh, that starts the show. And, and uh, then... Uh, a, a lot of uh, talk on uh, you know buying and selling and stuff. There's a lot of teams vying for those uh, playoff spots. So uh, you know we're we're halfway through the season. Uh, we got the Madden 20 beta uh, definitely going to be uh, drop dropping in and playing some of that today. Uh, hopefully we can we can actually play a full game this time, Nate, uh, today sometime. And then uh, you know it, it's just it's it's great times. And I'm looking forward to getting Madden 20 started. Really, to be honest, um, and, and I think maybe, uh, like you like you just said at the end of the show, uh, a lot of things will translate over. We took so much time trying to, to get the games uh, set. The last two Maddens, it, it was almost 30 days after the game released before we even started the the league. So, you know, may, maybe. Maybe we'll actually get started a little bit sooner this time. Uh, hopefully, you know, and not have to go through so so many hoops to get things things ready before before we start up and go. But uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, what all Madden 20 has to offer in the final product. No, I completely agree with you. Um, I was trying to find. Uh, yeah, here it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm excited about Madden 20. Uh, I think like any Madden game couple months deep some of you will be super salty and hate it and never want to play again and you'll just complain for eight months and just kind of is what it is which is why we have the new sportsman vote that's up um, because if you complain hopefully you get a low rating and uh, you'll stop complaining which um, has seemed to work a little bit and uh, yeah yeah Overall, I'm excited. I do want to get some more games in. I want to nap first, though. I am going to go take a little <laughs> bit of a nap. But it's Father's Day weekend, and so my wife is just letting oh, me yeah. milk the hell out of playing video games. So I'm going to go ahead and milk it as much as I can. But let's go ahead and talk about uh, all of our great partners that help us do what we do. I appreciate everybody for being on the stream today and for being a part of what we do. Here's where you can find us, grownfolksoc.com. Um, tons of great help from some owners who are helping us get our SEO going and really get um, our attention and eyes on our product and eyes on what we do. I, I think that we are a really great community. I'm never going to say we're the best. I think that there is no such thing as the best. They're just better fits for certain people than others. I love what we do. I love what we've created. I love the people here. And I think that people should know about what we do because it may be an option for them grownfolksoc.com you can find us on twitter grownfolksoc find us on twitch grownfolksoc find us on youtube grownfolks online community um where else can you find us i think that's it i think it's website youtube uh twitch um twitter, twitter. yep um and then let's talk about some of our great partners overtimeheroics.com 
They are coming out with a new website. They're coming out with an app, which is super, super cool because they're going to have all kinds of new stuff coming out. But go sign up for their forums. It's a sports talk place, so you can get podcasts for sports talk. Uh, We've got new NBA champions in the Raptors. Congratulations to any Raptors fans. And just like lots of really good stuff over there. So go support them. They're big supporters of us. Um, If you're into WWE, we've got a couple of different um, great partners for WWE. The OCW, Austin DTA, True One Sports. Lots of sim stuff, some competitive gameplay, and it's just really cool videos that Austin puts out. So make sure that you go and you support them. And then we couldn't do anything of what we do without these two guys. DaddyLeaks.com. Please go support our The Talk podcast for Daddy Leaks. It's something that Pooty T and I do. Um, we'll have a new one come out probably next week now that we've got some Madden 20 beta gameplay underneath our belts. But please support that. Give us some likes, some comments. Tell us what you don't like about the show, what you do like about the show. We want to do more stuff that's engaging and that people enjoy. And then, of course, LeakCrawler.com. Matt is such a great dude and big supporter of him. He's been a big supporter of us. I really appreciate him we got to get him a, and we got to get him and daddy league some grown folks or some omfl shirts i'm gonna have to make that happen uh, mr pooty t just got him an nbc shirt so you should see that on twitter here pretty soon but go support leaguecrawler.com it's a great place if you're an owner you should sign up give ratings for leagues that you've been in give ratings for other owners that you've um, ran into and if you're a league you should do the same you should keep your bad owners list there you should give ratings uh, it's a great place to advertise we do it each and every advance which actually just happened a few seconds ago and then of course our good friends who are actually on the stream he's always so kind to us to hop on the stream and leave some comments and be in chat soden sodenbold.com uh, go check out what they do amazing content they have started the soden bowl network which is an opportunity for leagues to uh, go and get their content um with more views and more eyes on them and you can request graphics and you can learn from people and learn what software you need what hardware you need just it's just a really great opportunity if you're a new league or if you're a league who's just trying to get their media going get eyes on their content it's a great place for you to go and be a part of they have a very active discord chat for the network and they have a really great website so go support them support their content follow them on youtube follow them on twitter and support our good partners then a brand new partner that has actually just happened over the last couple of days here e kings pro a super super cool logo they have been nothing but great to us they help give away um, some madden codes uh, they small following but they are going to be starting a competitive uh, gameplay league where they're hosting tournaments and different things like that and so it's a great place to go and be a part of what they're doing so please go support them give them a follow um, and help support the work that they're doing as they're supporting us and going to help retweet and repost all the stuff that we're posting out there so Man, it's been a good show, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, We've talked about a lot. I I don't think there's anything that we haven't talked about. And so, thankfully, uh, we can wrap this puppy up two two hours and seven minutes deep into this show. (laughs) Man, thanks for doing this. Let's go play some Madden 20 after we get a little bit more sleep. But we'll get some sleep, then we'll play some Madden 20. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there, um, especially all you dads in the grown folks community and, and the OMFL in particular. You guys have hung in there, and uh, I, it's no light 
thing to me that people give of their most precious gift their time and they give it here as a hobby and a lot of you even give your you know second most precious gift your money a lot of you people give your money um, to this community to help us uh, with everything that we do and it's it's about time here in the next probably three weeks four weeks that we do another drive where it's time to pay for the website again and it's time to pay for all this stuff again and uh, if we get even half of what we got last year, we will get plenty that we need. Um, you guys have just been awesome, and uh, I really appreciate everything that everybody gives here. So I hope that you guys have a great Father's Day. Maniac, have an awesome Father's Day. Mr. D. Yeah, Wayne, you're, you're not a, a dad yet, but you're a dad to a bunch of cats, and, uh, and your fiancé-to-be <laughs> does put up with you. So happy Father's Day to you as well. I hope everyone has a great Sunday. Um, enjoy your time. Thank you for watching the podcast. We'll see you next week at the next Press Pass Live, and we'll probably even engage you in some more Madden 20 beta streams that I'll put up late tonight. And so we'll do that again. It'll be a ton of fun. So until then, have a great week. Thanks for watching the show. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Peace. Later.